entrepreneur, philanthropist, speaker, author, and CEO at Milvi Force. We're hanging out with a brilliant young lady. Her name is Tsepiso Posa. What makes her tick and what makes her our Monday motivator? You'll find out over the next 50 minutes. Today, Monday, the 6th of May, 2019. Only 240 days to go until 2020. On this day in 1975, the government announces that its aim is to provide all black children with free and compulsory education as soon as possible. Teachers and scholars rejected the education provided because it was deliberately made inferior to white education. There was growing shortage of schools in rural and uh, township areas for black education. The government had a policy of separate development that ruled that each community should raise funds for the actual building of schools. The one part I agree with, community involvement in schools. Mm. School boycotts that marked the introduction of Bantu education were slowly beginning to impact heavily on government and business in South Africa. As a result, the government was in search of a strategy that would uh, undermine the struggle against apartheid by creating disunity. This announcement happening on this day in 1975. Fresh breakfast on Metro FM. Our Monday Motivator is coming up next, Tsepiso Posa. 14 minutes after 8, good morning. Welcome to Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. We're hanging out with our Monday Motivator. Tsepiso Posa is owner of Milviforce Puma Nelspreit. She's been operating in the petroleum industry for several years now. And yes, she's brought us scoops with pipes. Every guest, every guest must bring what they sell. She's brought us groups with pipe, but there's no fuel. I don't understand. In 2018, she was appointed as the first female exec on the board of directors of Stevel Pumas. Nice. She studied a BCom degree in business management for two years and then changed direction to complete a higher certificate in events management, which she passed with eight distinctions and came mm. second in her class. Tata girl. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> Tsepiso adopted two orphans in 2015, a Woodhouse Community Care Base Center where the 169 children that she fed, entertained, and then also built them a library. Nice. Mm. She's also very involved with Kungu Musa Community Care uh, Base where she provides food parcels every week and works as or worked as a volunteer at Cura Meridian School. Uh, she set up a program to equip the uh, 29 uh, matric students with life skills that will assist to prepare the students for life after high school. She looks after a total of 355 children mm. in Matafin and uh, Tekwani, uh, respectively. She was the patron of Pro Gratia Learning Center, which is a school for learners with special educational needs. In fact, she can leave now. We know she's a motivator. We're motivated. Do we we still are motivated. <laughs> We're okay. Sepisto, thanks for coming. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for having me, Fresh. Yes, it was like, yeah, well done. Thank you. <laughs> Should we get the elephant out the room quickly? What elephant? Who is Matthews? <laughs> oh wow <laughs> That's my father um, And my mentor Very close friend of mine Great Moving right along No no. <laughs> when your father is brought Matthew's pulse We don't just move along <laughs> Pros and cons Of being a political child Um the pros are that obviously I get exposed to um, various um, situations where I get to learn at an early age exactly how to be independent because I have to stay on my own and leave my parents to do what they have to do and serve the country. Yeah. 
Um, the cons would be that, um, oh, wow, um, sometimes with regards to business, I can't get certain loans. People don't know because I'm too politically exposed in uh, terms of the banks and yes. in terms of some of our private um, financing companies. How do you deal with accusations of proximity to power privilege? Because mm. I'm sure those are thrown at you also. Um, I'm very calm about it because I'm like becoming immune to it, actually. Um, I feel that... Um, as long as I stay humble and I, as long as I know what I'm doing and I focus on my goal, what am I there for? And that's it. And you deliver. I deliver. Exactly. I get excited when I see women being represented in industries which are dominated by men. So talk to us about the fuel industry. What made you sit at the garage sniff that smell and say, I want to do this. Because the, the last time I sniffed petrol, I hallucinated. Oh, wow. <laughs> but then again, I was six. Carry on. Oh, wow. Um, so basically, in 2013, um, Dr. had bought over Brent Oil, and um, I wanted to do my internship, and I didn't know where to be. And he was like, you know what? I want to place you in my family business that I've invested in mm. because I don't want that one day you don't know how this works. And I was mm. like, what am I doing here? Eventually, I realized that he, he understood that I had a strength in marketing and PR, and he mm. understood that this business needed a lot of that. And so um, he, 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 he got me an internship in Irene Brent Oil, and basically I started from scratch, from doing your minutes to being the tea lady, you know, just, you know, the humble beginnings so that I know exactly what's happening from scratch. What is a depot? What is the, the oil? What does, it con- what, what, what does it contain? What what do I need to know for me to be able to run my own filling station? I didn't know in the long run that I was going to want to run my own filling station mm. because it's about pushing liters. But um, eventually um, I pushed my liters and I, in 2015, I actually took over my first filling station on the N4 wow. in Nelspreet. And I was trading and I still am trading as Milby Force Puma Nelspreet, yeah. 19 minutes after 8, she's our Monday motivator, philanthropist, speaker, author, CEO at Milvy Force. Her name is Tepi Soposa. She also has a book. We'll talk about that next. Our Monday motivator is in the building, philanthropist, speaker, author, and CEO at Milvy Force. We're hanging out with Tepi Soposa. Tepi, so how, how did you find that thing within yourself to want to give back? Because the assumption is that it's natural for people to just want to give back. Whereas others, you want to fill up your own little barrel of Brent crude before you start giving out to others. So what is that thing within you that made you say, actually, I want to give back. I want to do more. And adopt even. Mm. Yes. So um, when I, I was growing up at the age of six, my first friend was actually an orphanage. My mom built an orphanage home um, next to our house um, while my father was still the premier of Mpumalanga. And um, basically, I just saw all the work that she was doing for 18 years being a social worker. And it just touched my heart because at the end of the day, I've got, I'm very passionate about giving back because at the same time, um, in my new book, I speak about how I was young and I, I was ne- um, neglected um, and how I couldn't share certain stories with my parents. And my parents just found out now after I released my first book about my rape case um, mm. when I was six years old. And I kept it a mm. secret. And my mother said to me, she was so shocked that I actually kept it a secret for so long. And I said to her, but my sister knew, but um, you didn't know. But now at least you understand when I was younger why I, I, I had difficulties in studying in high school mm. and in primary. I mean, I was on Prozac at, at the age of 13. So it's things like that that want me to, like, that push me to want to give back because I want to also identify children that are actually going through certain pains that I think they haven't shared with other people and that are also dis- disturbing them till today. So it's giving back emotionally and um, physically that I mm. think is important.
The assumption often is if you're privileged enough to come from a political family or a family that has three meals a day, that you wouldn't feel neglected. You mm. wouldn't feel alone. Mm. Please take us through that. So um, you will obviously, um, you all, you all obviously have that um, assumption, but the fact of the matter is you will feel alone because you have to share your, your space with the world. Mm. And you also need to um, understand that if we also go through our own... Um, um, stages in school, for example, there is bullying. There, it, like, there's certain things in life that you can't avoid. Your parents can't save you from. It is just life, and you need to know how to um, uh, gauge yourself and be strong enough to also overcome it and also understand that it's just part of a process. And once you get through the process, you'll be stronger the next day. Mm. As a survivor of a sexual assault, especially at such a young age, what messaging would you give to those who have so many mis? conceptions you know one of the biggest ones is if you didn't say when it happened then it's a lie so the message that i would say is that i think that um it's it's not correct for people to say to make those assumptions but at the same time um you see people um are in denial and people are also scared i was also very scared to actually share my story so i think we also need to be more sensitive towards people and say you know not every one of us um, has the um, the guts or has people pushing us to actually want to do um, make a difference constantly. And it's it's scary. I mean, talking about it even till now, I'm, I'm shaking and it happened yeah. so many years ago. Is Thank it too you. late for justice? Mm. Um, I don't think it's ever too late for justice, but um, it depends what you determine as just justice. Some of us have a different way of interpreting justice. Do you want justice? Is there space for pursuing this case? Yes, I do want justice. Mm. Of course I do. So what would that justice look like for you? That justice would look like for me, um, him being behind bars and mm. doing his time and no bail. Yeah. And um, no um, bribery on the side, no cases being lost uh, or closed for unnecessary reasons. So what's stopping that? Um... To be honest with you, I would say that um, I have tried mm. and on various cases in the book that I'm, um, I've written, it's called Fueling Futures. Yeah. And um, I've, I had an assault case in terms of a physical abuse last year with a, an ex-boyfriend of mine, which is part of one of my chapters in chapter five. It's called Self Love Fuel. Mm. And I found myself being strangled in a hospital wow. um, last year. And I opened a case and actually it was so sad because there was so much evidence in the case, but all of a sudden the case was closed, whether mm. I was a political baby or not. So I asked myself the question, the normal um, you, like uh, like somebody who doesn't have a political mm. affiliation how much more um, uh, uh, strain do they go through if yes. I go through just that much yeah. strain yeah. so and I understand why people are keeping quiet but I mean we need to stand together and start having a bigger voice sure. is it important for you because I've, I've spoken to a few rape survivors who've said to me prison wouldn't be enough behind bars is not enough I just want them to admit and to acknowledge mm. me is that as important for you as seeing the person behind bars serving time for the crime they committed? No, yes, it is important mm. as well. I think admitting also does something psychologically. It also mm. shows you that the person actually is sincerely sorry. Sure. It's not mm. that they're forced to be there. Mm. We're hanging out with our Monday motivator on Metro FM, philanthropist, speaker, author, CEO at Milvi Force. Tsepiso Posa is in the building. We have a tweet sent in by Yolanda. Mm. Yolanda says it's refreshing to hear someone from Nelspray to White River on radio. She's doing big things too. I still remember her very hot matric farewell dress. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Tell us more. 
Oh, well, so I had this matric farewell dress and my mother had a fit because it had two slits like just <laughs> above my knee. Above your knee? How no. dare you? But I had the body for it at the time. Yes. So yeah. everyone was like, what? But why only Girl? above your knee and it's a problem for mama? Um, no, my mom was like, you know, like we can't be too revealing. Um, dress the way you want to be addressed. But, you know, that night was something different. It was very like, um, I don't know, I don't know. it was revealing, but it was very sexy. But exactly. And classy. Classy still. as well. Mm. But my mother is very... Um, yeah. You should have said mama. The initial dress went right up to the thigh. <laughs> this is a compromise. Actually. Oh, mama. <laughs> I, I, I just love the fact that um, in, in an area like Mpumalang, like I've got ideas of amazing things that can happen there. Do you feel like Mpumalanga has not been explored enough? Because not all of us went to schools where they took you on trips to God's window, uh, Kruger National Park. I feel like so many people still haven't truly experienced Mpumalanga. Yes, um, I really do think that we are not exposed enough and that's why I, uh, I always bring like new people into Mpumalanga with um, business seminars that I host for youth in Mpumalanga to try and build Mpumalanga and expose us and expose what we do have, our heritage sites and all of those things, especially with the Gorge Lift that we are um, hosting an event in now mm. in the end of um, November. We're going to be hosting a fashion show there just to give people a different experience. Mm. You, you spoke earlier on of uh, youth workshops that you do. What are you not doing for the community? You're doing everything. Tell us about these uh, youth workshops that you run. So um, I do networking um, seminars. And then also we've got a uh, school called um, E3. It's only two years old. Um, It's run by Kathy and Iris. But at the same time, I'm a patron and I lecture there. I do marketing and PR for the students there. So it's basically for the um, matric students that can't afford university, but then they need some sort of certificate accreditation. Mm. So it's a a one-year course. Um, it's, uh, It's accredited by Regenesis College and then basically we give them a certificate and it's 900 rand per semester and we only take 25 students at a time because it's, um, obviously the place is limited and obviously hopefully we can expand as time goes by. Do you ever look at yourself? You're running family businesses. You're running your own businesses. You're doing community work. You're an author that you're sometimes maybe overextending self or do you got this covered? Um, I do feel like I'm overextending self, but at the same time, I feel that um, I'm motivated by saying, if I die today, what am I going to be Mm. remembered as? And also, I constantly have to keep um, aligning new goals for myself and um, achieving at a young age because I want to impact a lot of young individuals. So Mm. that's why why I wrote the the, the book alongside Timothy Maurice Webster um, uh, called Fueling Futures. This book is a leadership memoir book that actually um, takes people on a journey basically, especially with the young woman in male-dominated industries, challenges that are faced. And also, it also talks to the people that have been through traumas in which they still have not discussed mm-hmm. till today. I mean, you'll be so surprised. I've even um, started um, funding the um, Mr. Mpumalanga for three years now in succession. And basically, the reason why I um, invest in such a project is because I want to speak to the males and at a young age, I want to create an environment where the males also have something to, like a platform where they're allowed to say something because mm. I feel that we, like our abuse is getting worse now mm. because the males are feeling more suppressed because they don't have a voice and we are all for the girl child. So I like balance. So therefore, I've got the women projects and the men projects so that we've got balance so that the male child knows how to take care of the woman um, child at the same time. There's balance and they understand each other. And mm. just to create that platform just for unity and just to create platform where everyone has a say. Uh, at Lionel I underscore Bonzo says, I've always wanted to own a filling station one day. Tebiso, what advice would you give me? Please hold that thought and uh, we'll come back to it. 
Um, I'm kind of sad that we only have her for an hour because she has a story and a half to tell. But that's why you need to get the book. She's a recently uh, added author to the many millions of things she does already. Tsepiso Posa is in the building. Tsepiso, tell us a little bit about uh, where the book is available. But actually, before you even get to that part, how do you eventually sit down and write a book? I get a couple of people, I don't know why they ask me, I haven't written a book. Like, I want to write a book, I want to get published. I'm like, have you written the book? No, I want someone to, to commit first, then I'll write the book. What, what was your method? Oh, wow. Um, on my side, to be honest with you, I didn't think that I was going to write a book this soon, but it was because of an encounter that I, I, I occurred, that occurred last year, like I said earlier on, where I was strangled and I lost my voice um, mm. abroad, actually. And then when I got back to... Um, was this the ex-boyfriend who strangled mm. you? Yes. Okay. And then when I got back to um, South Africa, um, I actually went to go pack my things at his place. And then I went, I took an Uber. I actually passed out in the Uber and I was found in hospital. And then I, wow. I woke up in hospital. And, my, and then when I woke up, my parents were next to me because I didn't tell them the story. I didn't want to freak them out. So that mm. actually motivated me to write a book because when I lost my voice, I literally couldn't speak properly for like two months and I was like I need a different voice and I need mm. to use this broken voice to actually reach out to other people who are broken too if I may ask so this monster has his hands around your throat throttling you what's going through your mind at that moment I literally I, I actually had accepted that it's time Honestly, because wow. he threw me on the bed and put both his knees on my shoulders and then he strangled me with both his hands wow. unapologetically. And I just needed to get home. And I was just, I, I just felt like I, I had said my last person said, I give up. It's fine. But actually God's timing is, was not that timing. God's timing is on his time, not someone else's time. Mm. Where is he right now? I really I, don't know. I'm asking know. for a friend. Um, no, he's, he, no, he's not. He's, he's, he's out there. Um, they closed, they, they threw away the case and made it look like it didn't exist with wow. all the evidence. Yeah, because you're crazy. You throttled wow. yourself. Yes. And I mean, there was proofs, pictures, SMSs, everything, you know, proving this. But anyway, um, the book is about young professionals and it's also, it, um, it, it targets young professionals who need to be strong and also who want to focus on fueling their future differently. There's a love fuel, there's family fuel wow. that, you know, even if you're faced with challenges like this, you can still continue finding motivation other things passion and other things to move on um, somebody else laughed at me and said but Seppi you're investing in men as well but you've, you've seen such uh, so had seen such bad things in your life I'm like but I want to invest in the next mm. man because and there's good men out there still because mm. there's good men out there I don't believe that men are trash I just believe some men are trashed mm. emotionally and they don't know how to deal with it sure. so so I'm, I'm curious how do you get to a point where you can move on and let go when it feels like there's no proper conclusion be it in the form of justice or something where you like this is resolved because there are many people listening who are sitting in probably the same situation as you where cases thrown out person walks away what do you do for yourself to say okay i'm, I'm letting it go i'm not going to drink this poison expecting him to die mm. um well you actually you need to um, pick yourself up and actually realize that it's um, it's beyond you. You you went through it because you you um, had to learn certain things and um, realize your inner strength. But at the same time, um, it's time for you to turn the chapter and, and think beyond yourself and think that there's people out there who are going through this now and that need you to be strong as well and be an example for them. So that's what pick, that's what picked me up. One and two, what also picked me up was I'm a very firm believer of God, and at the same time, I feel that if it was really my time, I should have died mm -hmm. there abroad. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't my time, so I, I need to be grateful for life. Yeah. Or you could have even uh, we could have lost you when you're six years old and yeah, sexually assaulted. Yeah. 
Mm. Exactly. So I've I've escaped death, and I'm really really proud to say that. And I'm and therefore I need to be grateful enough to give back to God's people. Mm. Do you understand clearly what your purpose is? I understand my purpose, and that is exactly why I feel that it's so. It comes naturally for me to serve God's people constantly. Why should we buy this book, Sepiso? I think that you should buy this book because um, just like you need to fill up your vehicle, all of us are faced with challenges. The economic, the, the economy also affects all of our businesses. We're all running, some people are running businesses. Um, we're all affected some way or another with mm. regards to that. So I think this book is going to help us to be able to stand firm within the challenges that we face in life. But at the same time, it will also fuel your future differently. And what's interesting about the book is that we've got on each chapter, at the end of each chapter, we've got a fuel check. So we use certain examples and ah. it's like a manual, basically, it's that you can go to so you can be book. part of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very so clever be part book. of the journey with us. Have your folks read the book? My folks have read the book. Hence, I said when they found out about certain things, they were really shocked. But they are so impressed and they couldn't believe it, actually. Mm. And alongside with my colleague, uh, Timothy Maurice Webster, he really pushed me to take out certain stories. Um, for example, with the rape case, um, when we were writing about it, I actually cried. Like it, like it just happened again. I cried and I was like, excuse me, why are you asking me these questions? Mm. But, um, you know, he's really, really good at um, bringing out um, the best in a story. So I, I decided to work with him because, uh, as well because he's got experience with uh, working with women leadership um, over decades. So sure. I wanted somebody that could actually understand what a woman um, uh, entails and actually what uh, how to interpret my story in the best possible way. I actually think there is power, even if you're not writing a book to be published, there's power in writing in that it is therapeutic. Every therapist I've ever interviewed or even been in a session myself, the first thing they said to me when I was experiencing grief or any hardships, mm. just start writing your feelings down. And there's also more power in seeing your own handwriting with those feelings connected. You don't have to go to the person and say, I hate you. You can write it down and let it go. Yeah, exorcise it out of your system yes. and your body. Yes, yeah, so I'm um, actually in this book, I must say, I actually went through a healing and I didn't even yes, expect it. It was exactly. a very beautiful healing that I went through and, I, and I'm very grateful for it. And um, basically, you can get my book on www.sepisoposa.biz and you can pre-order the book online and my team will call you and, all, and ask you how many copies are you buying. Cheers Some up. people are buy buying five. Buy for friends, buy for yeah. friends. Yeah, buy for friends, corporate clients and yeah, it's only 200 rand. Where do we find you online, Sepiso? Online, I am on Twitter at Miss uh, at Sepiso Posa, and um, on Instagram is Miss underscore T full stop L underscore Posa. Sepiso, thank you so much for the time. You're an inspiration. You are a beast and a half. And uh, may you succeed in every single thing that you put your mind to, because you've come this far. You know why stop or slow down? And thank you for sharing. Oh, thank th you. I think it's very healing. Your testimony has, has healed more people than you'll ever imagine. Thank you. Thank you for having me.